more recently, I actually hired my mother to do it. Because, <laughs> 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 uh, you know, she loves like putting things together and making them look nice and stuff. And then, then I just asked, I just said, do you want to do this? And she was absolutely overjoyed to be part of it, really. Um, okay, that's funny. Yeah, so we've got Bridget Wood in, on fulfillment. <laughs> That's Jake Wood, and this is the Yoga Life Podcast. Hello and welcome back. I hope you had a nice week. Uh, Episode 13 already with Jake Wood of Zoe Flow. So Flow is a men's clothing company for men who like to move. So it's everything from yoga to rock climbing. Clothing that looks comfortable, is comfortable, and also not too sporty. So you can, you can go out in it, you can do other activities in it, like socialize, for example. Um, I was looking forward to speaking to Jake because we connected a while ago on Instagram. And um, it's really interesting to see someone who is building a company where they're really trying to use the best quality products in terms of their materials uh, most most ethically sourced if i can say it and um, have real style that moves away from the sporty side of yoga uh, using natural materials and natural looking um, colors so it's a quite a fun conversation. Um, we do go deep as always. You know, <laughs> I can't really help myself. I always start off um, talking kind of business with the with my guest, and then going deep talking about life. But you know, it is called the Yoga Life Podcast. So I hope you enjoy this episode. If you do, please give it a rating on iTunes or Stitcher, and that really helps me because the more eyes I have on the podcast. Um, the more I can do this. And I love doing this. I hope you love listening. So, um, yeah, enjoy. And here's Jake. Um, so, Jake, thanks for joining me. No problem. Good, <laughs> good to be here. Just for the people that are listening, um, we were introduced through Joe Pace, who uh, it was on episode eight of the podcast. And uh, um, so Joe Pace of Icewater Yoga, which is an online yoga platform, and uh, yeah, Joe got us in touch, which was cool. Um, and I uh, then followed you guys on Instagram. That's what people do these days, don't they? That's that's basically the first step of business networking to follow someone on Instagram. I can't even tell you what Instagram has done for me. I mean, pretty <laughs> much. I mean, yeah. For example, Joe, he lives over in LA, right? And yeah. we literally met through Instagram, and now we're doing a video series together, and it's. <laughs> We've only ever, <laughs> yeah, it just came through some like pretty pictures on Instagram. So yeah. it's a pretty amazing platform in that sense. Oh man, especially like what you do. Um, so, it, you know, something that's so visual and you the photographs you take are so are so beautiful and the color schemes are really nice. And it's so eye-catching that Instagram, I mean, it's a photography platform. I think people forget that sometimes. They put, I find it kind of bizarre when people post up you know things that um you know iphone pictures that are like blurry and 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 this kind of thing i I love instagram because i actually really like photography i never did before but instagram has given me a new appreciation of it so in in terms of the people listening um just give us a a a kind of a a little 
intro. Sorry to put you on the spot of that. Oh, so we flow. Right. <laughs> I've done this so many times, I can probably rattle it out. Yeah, so I guess in a nutshell, So We Flow started as a men's yoga clothing brand. Um, and the approach was basically to, I guess, provide something that wasn't sportswear, but still had the functionality of sportswear. So more of the aesthetic of like workwear, natural tones, natural materials, and a sort of fits and styles that sort of molded into everyday life better than what the current offering was. I know that I never, I was never into, you know, polyester, sleep black, tight things that would just serve that single purpose. Um, I think a lot of men out there would prefer to have a, a smaller wardrobe with multi-functional pieces than vast number of clutter and things that are just serving one purpose. And that was kind of the reason, one of the reasons that I started it. Yeah, that's such a good point. I, I think that people uh, I mean, the active, I suppose, the, um, the the yoga clothing for women has massively taken off because women like to go to yoga class and then go and get a coffee afterwards, but they want to be wearing something that looks good in yoga class and also looks suitable in a coffee shop as well. Yeah, if you're wearing, exactly. If you're wearing, if you're wearing like a, a tracksuit, just a standard sports tracksuit, it doesn't look, uh, you know, too, um, too nice really. And I think it, there's a massive uh, need for that for men because... I know when I first started doing yoga, I was embarrassed to go to yoga. One, because I thought it was a female pastime, but two, I had nothing to wear. I had football shorts on, an Arsenal jersey, and basically I was wearing a football kit. <laughs> well, yeah, that's kind of the, the thing that we noticed. Like Me and my dad were going to class together, and it was just, we were either wearing, you know, not old sports shorts, like just random mash-up tees, like old gym tees, and just a mashup of all sorts of things. Some people would be wearing, you know, some harem pants that they got from the, the time they went to India. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I guess it's not even about just how you look. It's, it's, it's more of like a feeling, you know, like you want to be comfortable, but then when you're out and about, you want to be comfortable as well. You know, like mm. in, I found I'm fairly active person and I just like my clothing to, have kind of like an understated look and have a functional purpose as well, you know? Like, you never know when movement might strike, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I've got to climb something. <laughs> well, yeah, it's true. I think I think more and more people are living that life where they appreciate, you know, being able to move when they can. Yeah. And it's just becoming more and more popular. Yeah. Yeah, because I, th I think So We Flow, on the face of it, it you think of it as um, a yoga brand, but really it's all movement because you, you state on your website, you know, you're looking after people that climb, even people after they've done a surf or they're just strolling around, or as it says, like pull-ups in the park. And I think that um, that's, that's important. But going back to the point about yoga um, and in that class environment, you, you know, a, a lot of the, the yoga is a way to, like any um, uh, pastime, is a way to socialize as well. So some men uh, with that go to yoga class, you know, to state the obvious, there's loads of women there and they want to look presentable because you never know, they might meet their next, you know, not their next wife, sorry, their future wife. <laughs> <laughs> Just collecting wives. No, they might meet their future wife in a yoga class. And um, I know, as I said, I was so embarrassed because one, I couldn't do any of the moves. 
two um, the moves to me looked a bit provocative like cat cow and things like this and the, and the third thing was I looked like I was about to go play football so um, and, and as you said it's what's interesting I never thought of this is the clutter I've got so many clothes that I never wear I'd say I wear five percent of my clothes and um, but if they were had a, you know a array of colors and they, they um, a array is that a word? An array of colours, sorry, an array of colours, <laughs> a mixed variety and array there together, an array of colours that um, uh, were like natural looking, and I could use them for multiple things. Then I wouldn't need need all that clutter. So go right, going right back to Joe and uh, and um, Ice Water. What collaboration are you doing there? So me and Joe just got loosely chatting on Instagram, and uh, we kind of just basically discussed the need something to introduce men to yoga and um he mentioned his platform and how it was up and coming and obviously my brand's quite new and we just felt we'd both wanted to work with someone else him in someone in my area and me someone producing video content and i think the initial connection was not only that he had some absolutely incredible teachers on his books which i'd been following for quite some years anyway um, but also just the, you know, the cooperation between two small businesses in helping, um, you know, two independents grow rather than always jumping towards the mammoth companies. Mm-hmm. Um, and we basically outlined some. So there was four teach, four male teachers, and they we did a. It's all based on flow, basically, um, just to have a slight loose play on words with the brand and um, each one's done two flow classes with different focuses and we're going to be releasing them one every week uh, over August and September. Okay. And uh, that's basically all that's out there in the world at the moment. The first one will be released next Thursday, I believe. Mm. And um, yes, they're, they're really incredible and Joe's platform is fantastic and his approach is very it's it's kind of a very down-to-earth humble approach compared to some of the other con let's say slightly controversial things that have happened in this area over the last few years what are you referring to oh i wouldn't (laughs) want to bring it up (laughs) okay yeah that's fair enough all right no but that's do you know what i'm referring to (laughs) i does it begin with a b uh no, but you'll have to tell me afterwards. <laughs> okay, I'll tell you. <laughs> okay. So um, the um, <laughs> it's funny what you say about the or interesting what you say about the messaging because we spoke about this. We chatted last week on the phone for the first time, but but um, about the about how the down to earth side is so important, particularly for your average in inverted commas lad. You know, a guy who maybe his pastime is playing football and he has a few beers on the weekend, he goes out the the other lads, you know, uh, and uh, he will go to yoga class and he'll hear Oming or Namaste and, and or Trikonasana and he's like, what is this voodoo? And it will put him off and make him feel even more uncomfortable. So I, I think um, the, the that messaging is, is really important and uh, and it's good that you, Joe said the exact same thing. He wants to make approachable uh, classes that that allow people to feel comfortable yeah exactly and I think I think that you know there's a lot of people that would be almost shocked at someone saying that but I think you've just to a certain degree 
you've got to accept that if if we want yoga to be more people to be doing yoga and getting its benefits then you have to almost accept that it has to become more commercialized and more um accessible that's just the way it has to be and i i would much rather people get the benefits from yoga and the amazing things that it can do for you um through a more i guess accessible route than mm -hmm. be given like the whole shebang and not do it because it is you know don't get me wrong i love all the spiritual like chant inside and all that I absolutely that's a massive part of it for me but i know that at first that i was very sort of phased by it. it and i wouldn't say luckily it didn't put me off but it definitely made it less easy i'd say to slide into how it all worked and um i could definitely think that i definitely think it had put a lot of people off and i just think it's about taking baby steps and introducing people to it slowly and then i think that side of it comes over time when you want to you know you have you you want to learn yourself more about you know what yoga is all about and where it's come from and the traditions and all the alternative sides of it that aren't just the obvious like physical movement and meditation yeah and and that's that and i relate to that completely because what started for me as stretching my hamstrings just for football that was, that was it I was like I'll go to yoga because I don't stretch before a match or afterwards so therefore if this will give me a chance to stretch and then fast forward four years later I'm teaching for a living and I, I love arms now um, and actually the way I say it in classes I say an arm is a sign of unity and it's a bit like it's a bit like a football chant but you don't need to know the words <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know? that's true and then, and so then, um, and um, and I can see that, like that, um, it, it, as long as people get the foot in the door, and then they can take on um, the spiritual side when they're ready for it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that, like you say, getting the foot in the door is the absolute key because I genuinely don't know one person that after the first class hasn't been like, "Holy shit, this was a, that was amazing." Because I know that's what it was like for me and so many of my family and friends. And there was a lot of resistant, you know, for example, I, I did sort of started practicing regularly when I was living in Morocco and my dad came out and visited me. And for all the week I said, oh, dad, I'm doing this yoga thing. You've got to come. You've got to come. And he just kept saying, oh, no, no, I'll just I'll just wait for you, whatever. And after like a few nights of being sat by himself between seven and eight, eventually one day he said, all right, I'll come. And he came and. You should have seen, after the first class, you should have seen him. He just literally fell in love. And <laughs> fast forward three years later, and he's 58 and practicing pretty much every day. So Wow. And the same was same thing happened to me as well, and a lot of other people I know. They just... Did, go on. Sorry, go on. So, no, sorry, but I was going to say, does he go to the same studio as you? No, my, my dad lives up in Yorkshire. I live in London, so... Oh, okay, um, so but yeah. we have practiced together in the past. Um, when I have been up in Yorkshire, he does sort of Ashtanga and Rocket style yoga. Blimey, Rocket! Okay, <laughs> <laughs> he's gone hardcore. Cool. Um, why why did you move to Morocco? Uh, so before I started Soi Flow, I had a graphic design business with a friend of mine. Um, we started that when we left uni and moved to London, and uh, kind of. After live, we were obviously living this like freelance life. We had loads of free time to do what we wanted to do, and after a few years, 
we started, you know, we'd meet at a set time. I'd start to sort of feel guilty if I wanted to go off and do something else in the day. And it basically became a nine to five job, like, but self, self-induced. And one day it kind of hit a bit of a climax and there was a lot of tension between us. And we just said, this is ridiculous. Like, this isn't why we did, we did this for ourselves. Um, so we basically felt that we wanted to mix it up. So we tested the theory by moving the business to Amsterdam for a month, um, which went very well. And then we just thought like, so where's next? So the sort of, the things we wanted to do, we wanted brand new culture. We wanted a similar time zone to the UK to work with clients like normally. Um, so surf and sun hopefully and basically Morocco ticked all those boxes and it was a complete leap into the unknown culturally mm. uh, so we basically went and lived in this surfing village called Tagazoot which you might have heard of it's like on the south west coast um, no, kind of like get, getting on towards like the Sahara Desert direction oh wow okay and uh, yeah it's just a tiny tiny village um with just like a few surf hostels and all that sort of thing. And yeah, we just ran the business from there for quite a long time. And, and then when did you come back to, to when did you move to London? Well, you went to college, where did you go to college? Uh, college or university. Oh, sorry, they call it college here, uh, university. Yeah, so university, I went to Leeds. Um, okay. I'm from Huddersfield, which is quite nearby there. Yeah, and then that graduated in two thousand and twelve, I think, or eleven, and then moved to, pretty much moved straight to London, um, mm. basically without any any job or anything. And I was the guy that I started the graphic design business with. He was living up in Edinburgh, and we were basically just doing work for bars up there, and I was just doing it remotely from down here. And then he eventually came to London, and that's how it all sort of started. So I've been in London on and off for like six years now. Okay, and and then what's so what I'm interested in is um you know when you when you look at your website, you see um so you see oh okay this is a British based um, design company and then you order your thing and your your product and the product comes to the house. But what I'm interested in and I have no clue about this area. What's the actual process from uh, when you like deciding to design something to actually when it gets shipped? What kind of, a, a kind of a high level from a high level view, if you know what I mean? Does that make sense? What do, wait? What sorry? Product for the product. <laughs> so what? So we flow. Yeah. So say for example, like um, who 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 you you design it? But who makes it? Where does it get manufactured? And oh uh, right, okay, that kind of stuff. So at first, I I when I started it, I had no idea about clothing design or anything like that. Um, I just. I knew what I liked and I knew how to draw from doing graphic design and running a design agency and I knew how to brand stuff up. So I kind of built the brand and put loads of ideas to together for products. And then I met up with a friend that worked for a rather large British men's, well, and women's brand, um, sort of workwear style. Hmm. Went for a pint with him and just told him what I wanted to do. And I was actually, I actually propositioned him. I said, you know, let's do this together. And he, he basically said, look, I'll do, give you anything you want. I'll help you with everything. Um, but I don't want any, I don't want to be part of it. I'd rather just help you, which was like an amazing thing for him to do. So 
he basically put me in touch with um, a clothing designer and we met up and went over sort of the ideas I had and he translated them into basically fashion language, I suppose. Um, and then the original guy put me in touch with some factories um, and I spoke to them and basically decided on one. And from there, yeah, you just basically send that to the factory and then they help you put it together and you prototype it many times until you get it right. And uh, that's basically how it works. And now I'm doing that whole process myself um, rather than using someone as I've learned along the way. But everything's mm -hmm. made in a factory in Portugal, which I actually went to a couple of weeks ago. Okay. Uh, yeah, so there's one factory for the jersey stuff and one for the woven fabrics. Uh, in normal language, that's like t-shirt would be jersey and like chinos would be woven. So it could okay. be the same material, but different factories because it requires different machines. Yeah. And then do you package the products yourself? And yeah, so for the first, maybe first eight months, I literally did everything. So I'd get an order, I would then go to the warehouse, get the item, wrap it all up neatly, like put all the things in with it and take, literally take it to the post office. Uh, I did that for about eight months. And then more recently, I actually hired my mother to do it. Because, <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, well, my friend said to me, she was saying, oh, I'm thinking about getting a job, uh, like a part-time job. Your mother said this? Yeah, my mother said this. And uh, she loves, you know, she loves like make, putting things together and making them look nice and stuff. And then I was saying, I'd, was at the pub with one of my mates and he was like, well, you know, Jake, mums fold best. And I thought, <laughs> I thought you're right. So then I just asked, I just said, do you want to do this? And she was absolutely overjoyed to be part of it really. Um, okay, that's funny. So yeah, why not? That's, that's so, brilliant. Yeah. So we've got Bridget Wood in on fulfillment <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah. So now she does everything and you know, she probably wraps everything better than me anyway. Yeah. And then we get a lot of responses um, with the packaging and people saying how nicely put together it is and stuff. So I think that makes her day every time someone does that. <laughs> oh, that's class, man. That's really cool. And um, what's uh, what's your, do you know what your geo split is in terms of where most of your sales come from? I imagine it's the UK, but have you yeah. realized that at all? Yeah, so it's mainly kind of like West, like westernized countries, kind of like UK, United States, Australia, um, a few countries in Europe. Um, but yeah, mainly the UK. And I think that's, I think that's just to do with shipping costs really. I mean, it's the ship, it, shipping's a big sort of, yeah, it's not, it's not an ideal thing really. I mean, I don't even, I don't even know for the life of me how big companies afford to do free shipping on orders especially ones that do free returns as well, because it really is quite a ball breaker. And mm -hmm. um, yeah, to the US, outside the European Union, shipping's like around 20 quid. And that's genuinely not, I'm not making any money on that. Like that genuinely, that's genuinely what it is. Yeah. And a, a lot of people, you know, occasionally I'll get emails, people being like, oh, why are you charging this? So, you know, you shouldn't be making money on shipping. And that's just, it's just bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Like I'd, I would love to do free shipping if I could. And hopefully when we scale, I will. 
sometimes you see these companies, like you said, free shipping and free returns. But I, I'm not sure if you can access this information. But do we? Do you know if they're making a profit? I mean, I don't know. Is there a way to check that? What just generally as a business? Yeah. Well, I'm assuming they are because the ones I'm but thinking I mean, of are quite Goliaths in the world. Yeah, but I, I wonder if, what, what kind of profit they're making or whether they have a more of a long-term plan. It's, it's um, yeah, but, I don't know. Well, the thing is as well, I mean, their margins are probably a lot better than mine in the sense yeah. when you're making stuff out of like in Portugal with like organic cotton and better fabrics and it's it just costs more. So mm. that's why people make stuff in China out of polyester because it's super cheap. Yeah. And the thing is, the irony there is that you buy them products like I have done, and they just look like crap after a few washes, and they and then you have to buy another one again, and then you end up with all that clutter. Yeah, it's just disposable <laughs> fashion, really. And don't get me wrong, there are amazing companies that do do that. Um, it's just more considered, but I think generally, I think there's a movement now towards more, I hate to say this like phrase, but sustainable fashion. Like people yeah, are cool. looking people are looking for things that are a bit they'd rather spend on a more expensive quality item than multiple low quality items and they're looking yeah. at white the fabric they're looking where it's made and i just want to sort of honor that at every stage of the process and i'd much rather produce something that cost me a lot to make um and be proud of it than basically just produce something cheap that i don't really feel pump comfortable to push yeah, well, I think, um, you know, uh, what you wear with, 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 to a certain degree um, says a lot about you. I mean, if you, when, when that word sustainability, um, there's a huge movement for that. It's funny you say that, actually, because I've been looking into, um, uh, there's an eco-village they've started in Ireland now. It's the first one here. And essentially, it's, it's fully sustainable, a little village down in Tipperary. And my, I've been saying this on Instagram the last few days that like I eventually want to move to move there. You know, I'm just I'm fascinated by. I read this book called Tribe by Sebastian Younger. Yeah, I've actually and, read that. Yeah, I lo- yeah, oh man, he and you know the story like um, how if people haven't read it, it's about uh, in a nutshell how we have evolved to live in small packs and have and to need each other and sometimes have a common enemy as well and that's why people are drawn to things like uh, teams and uh, certain you know my neighborhood is in south side is better than north side and stuff like this and um i i've realized that i am um, and don't worry by the way jay i go off track all the time so i've realized that uh, as um as a self-employed person that's the business is me I spend a lot of time on my own I don't think long term that's healthy I, I mean I ha- I'm happy things are great but um I'm interested in living in a, in a, a more of a community where I know my neighbors we grow vegetables together and I have a jumper and I wear that jumper you know I don't have to go out and constantly in this uh, cycle of consumerism yeah so, absolutely. Um, yeah so that it's um it's definitely something that is um I think uh, growing that's as you said sustainability and um all the better i think uh to kind of go on another curveball that's all good i like curveballs man (laughs) but this was kind of before we started recording but about to talking about my soul practice and you saying that you know you work you by yourself a lot of the time and you don't think it's healthy well that's kind of a massive thing for me in that world because i'm the same you know i'm i work off my laptop i work you know by myself and 
going to, every morning going to the, the studio and practicing my my saw and then I'll basically just hang around in the studio for a couple of hours and that's how I start my day every day and I think for me that's been so healthy to have start my day with like conversation and interaction with people for a couple of hours before I do anything else because I've spent so many years just kind of you know rolling out of bed and then just sitting on my laptop and then that could be it for the whole day do you know what I mean yeah yeah and absolutely so starting a more dedicated practice like that and having that little community and that conversation and that interaction has really been quite powerful for me yeah yeah because and, and I think um it's a lot of people experiencing that but um it's not really talked about you know I, I think um because um, with technology it's great it makes things more convenient I mean take an example you're walking down the street, you want to know where a certain road is, just check your phone, check Google Maps. You know, if someone stops me on the street to ask me where somewhere is, I'd find it bizarre now. But that's one in human interaction that's not going to happen. And uh, that's, that's just only going to continue that way unless we realise that um, we need each other, you know. Yeah, We've absolutely. gone deep. We've gone deep. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think it's crazy because, and you'll be the same, I probably interact digitally with maybe 500 people a day if not more if you're counting instagram thousands but just through emails and phone calls and texts and everything and then in terms of real life it's just not even comparable and it's just crazy because it gives you a sense of interaction but it do, you, i don't think you actually get the same benefits from it so it makes no. you feel, it almost feels like you've done it, but you actually haven't. It's yeah. weird. Um, it's weird, isn't it? It's like an artificial sweetener. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 it's um, I, but I think it's just important to be um, conscious of this. And then, uh, but that's that's the, the, the beauty of things like yoga, because it gets you, some people it's there. And I, I realise sometimes in class, I'm like, maybe this is the first time today this person on their mat has actually uh, like, kind of being around other people or like especially if someone um like i have older people that come to my class at certain you know times of the day and i make sure that when they come in the door i'm standing at the door i'm not on my phone going from my playlist i'm standing at the door i say hello to them i try and remember all their names because you know everyone knows my name because there's only one of me and there's only one teacher and uh, i notice that makes a difference man people give you feedback because we have these little feedback forms and they'll say Oh, I loved it when like Kevin just put a blanket on me, and it sounds so weird, but but yeah. <laughs> no, I literally I know exactly what you mean. I think it's so important to feel welcomed, yeah. especially for people that haven't been before. I mean, mm. even for example, when I started practicing in Shoreditch, and I've you know I've practiced in so many studios over the years, mm. I you know I felt I wouldn't say. I guess slightly apprehensive about going into a new studio. I think especially, like you say, everyone's just quiet sat there and it's kind of, I think having someone to welcome you and show a bit of sort of human interaction is a really great thing for a yoga studio to give you. Yeah, yeah, and, and it's, take, it's taken me a while to, to, get, to cultivate that though because at the start I, I didn't really have the confidence and then you're, you're so busy trying to think of other things you know, uh, like where people are sitting and all this kind of stuff. But 
that, that that's so important people uh, and i've kind of moving away from the physical side of things now which i think is quite a, a common evolution uh, and more so uh trying to uh, thread in more philosophy and more um uh you know more kind of saying to people look don't worry if you can't keep up the fact that you came here is really good and um and just trying to be a bit more understanding and a bit more human not just be the person at the top of the class that's like okay everyone copy me yeah i think i think that's a lot of the reason people come to a yoga class as well it's there is obviously some people do come for a physical thing and that's that's great that's if that's what you want out of it that's fine but i do think a lot of people come for it's almost a feeling of like self-care and looking after yourself and i think the teacher can facilitate that by the way that they act in their class mm -hmm. yeah and but for you let's say like for you okay so so i have my little company kevin ball yoga and you know i suppose i am for want of a better word my own brand but for you you your the instagram is brilliant as you said it's done great things for you um but what other ways have you or are you thinking about like promoting your business or connecting with people is it i mean the podcast is one and i think podcasting is phenomenal um because you really get a sense of the person and it moves away from the visual side you know the visuals is had instagram for the visual side uh, podcasting for the, the more i suppose personal side or you know whatever um but yeah is there any other ways that you're, you, you you or avenues you use to promote yeah well um so the, the last year it's been basically running a year this month um and the last year has very much been about sort of getting everything into place, getting the, all the gears and cogs like oiled and turning properly. So mm. now it's kind of my focus is much more on sort of real world activities. And that's the reason I kind of started it. You know, clothing's one thing, but my main goal is to make it easier for men to do yoga or to be involved in movement, whatever that is, whether it's climbing, calisthenics, you name it, you know, whatever. And so I'm very much focusing now on trying to run workshops with all sorts of different movers that I've met. So, you know, I met, uh, there's got quite a few with a yoga teacher. I've got one this weekend with a guy called Sam who's doing one called Unlocking the Warrior, which is, uh, it's in Leeds. Okay. And that's basically about um, men opening up through their practice and sort of dropping the inhibitions of that they have about yoga and basically totally surrendering to whatever happens within that workshop. And then I've also got some coming up with some climbers, uh, some animal movement specialists, uh, who a guy who trains the British climbing team. Um, mm. And then potentially a capoeira dancer and a guy that's going to teach people some arm balancing, handstands, um, like jump vinyasa jump backs, literally really focused workshops and basically just trying to get it out there as much as possible and make it super accessible and not exclusive in any way and 100% inclusive. And that's kind of the, my main focus at the moment, just doing that as much as possible. Yeah, I think workshops are so good because um, people get, I mean, people get to... Um, you know be with other 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 people who are there for the same reason and um um but i think like instagram's a great way, great way to kind of get that get that started and um to promote anyway um for 
in terms of like sponsorships and 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 other types of um, so they're the avenues but what about um how you promote it do you so you have your, your thing now with ice water yoga are you going to do do you do paid adverts do you do other sponsorships or do you have anything else like that lined up um well, maybe maybe it's confidential i don't know no no I'm, i'll literally i'll tell anyone anything they want to know <laughs> um well i guess like facebook advertising is the number one marketing channel if you know what you're doing because it's the best way to get new eyes to your product because i think you know, when you spend so much time around your brand, you just kind of assume that everyone knows about it. And mm -hmm. the truth is that probably only a very, a very small amount of people have actually ever seen it. And um, I know there's been obviously a lot of controversy with Facebook and people's data and stuff recently. But I mean, the stuff that you use the advertising for is, it's not like you're aiming it at, you know, John Smith from Wales. It's not... Yeah. So you don't actually know anything personal. It's more just a like demographic data, and yeah. you can then find people that could potentially benefit from like what you're providing. Um, yeah, and that's kind of the main thing that I use. I mean, there's obviously like email and, but mainly Instagram. I'm not gonna lie, it's it's been pretty profound for me. Um, I think just making sure that you have quality content, it's yeah. key really, and blogging as well blogging's massive it's definitely got a lot bigger for me recently as the readership's got larger um and just sticking with that sort of no nonsense direct honest approach i think people are really resonating with and it's quite refreshing especially yeah. when there's so much fluffy stuff um in the yoga world especially on blogs and stuff yeah i like the way you've done you do profiles of men as well which is really cool because you see different characters and they have different backgrounds, different skin colors, different you know, demographics. So um, I think that works really well. And obviously blogging is really good for SEO as well. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I don't know anything about SEO really. Um, it's just, that's the thing, I'd, you know, t choosing which avenues to sort of spend money on to expand is very difficult and knowing which is the best, the best route to go down. I mean, there's only so much you can do yourself without doing everything a little bit shit, you know? And uh, <laughs> I think it's kind of trying to work out where your time is best spent and knowing when it's worth using someone with expertise in that area rather than trying just to do it all yourself. And with that in mind, do you, do you use a photographer? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, you, yeah your photographs are amazing. Yeah, so I've worked with, I use, I've got like five photographers that are kind of my go-to. Um, and I do some myself as well. Um, in fact, yeah, I've, I'm really interested in getting more into photography. I'm actually doing a course at the moment. Um, just like you said about Instagram got you into it and it was kind of the same for me. I just thought I want to be involved with this. And because I'm always there with all these people, it's, it would seem crazy that I didn't have at least a good capability of capturing those moments. Yeah. Because you can actually do a lot. Like someone asked me this week, who takes your photographs? As as I do, I set a self. I basically like it's a bit of a rigmarole, but you know, I set a self timer and running. If you actually seen the behind the scenes of me taking a picture, it's pretty ridiculous. You know, I've nearly, I nearly broke up my neck trying to do like handstands on a ledge and this kind of thing. <laughs> but um, but you can do a lot if you just know how to some basic photography and and uh, a picture goes a long way. Um, I, I think that's I I mean that's what's really striking about 
uh, your Instagram is 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 the, the how nice the photographs are. Yeah, and, uh, I th- it's a brilliant art form. I think it's fascinating. I think the um, the thing that makes our shoots quite unique in a way is that we never really go out there with like as a planned shoot. It's kind of more we organise a trip for say. The last shoot we did was with a photographer called John Hershey, in Co- who lives in Cornwall, and we all just, few of my mates and me went down, uh, got the train, stayed there for the whole weekend, and literally John was just walking around with his camera, and we were just messing around basically, and that's like basically the backbone of all the shoots I do. They just play, and uh, we just capture those moments. So it's never like oh we need to get this like this or mm. oh we need to get that tea and don't get me wrong sometimes I come back and I'm like oh I wish I we'd got more shots of that product but you wouldn't have got the genuine uh, sort of you wouldn't have captured those genuine moments if you were doing that all the time so I'd much rather go out on the kind of like free fun playful approach and I think that's yeah. how you get those sort of images yeah and and, and I think um, um, but actually regarding your products you all the stuff you um, have at the moment is all you know essential gear is is um, you have the mat you have the trousers you have the shorts um what do you have shorts yeah we have shorts yeah yeah and t-shirts do, are you looking to expand your product range like doing things like i'm due to get a delivery for a watch today are you doing any anything else in terms of accessories um not watch wise <laughs> <laughs> fair enough i've already got mine now it's in the post yeah but, uh, any, anything else like uh yeah so there's going to be quite a lot of changes coming soon. Um, I think we're going to do some outerwear pieces, some sweaters, jackets, and also refine some of the products that we currently have based on sort of what we've learned over this year. I think, uh, you know, when you start a business, you can, there's only so much you can do before you actually just go out and do it. And then you, you what you're learning that year from the data and the information you get from people that have bought your products and interacted with them is absolutely invaluable so night this year is definitely about taking all that information and learning from it so there's definitely some changes that are going to be made and then also yeah like you say like there is going to be some kind of accessories i've been sort of hinting on instagram about um a few uh, aromatherapy products that i'm going to be releasing with the same yeah, sort of that. yeah the same sort of no bullshit approach like make it a bit more accessible because I think stuff like essential oils and all that sort of thing are seen as either very feminine or a bit like hippie but they're actually incredible incredible things and even if all else fails they smell great so (laughs) (laughs) but I I use essential oils before my practice every time I find it gives me an amazing it can just put you in the right place like certain essential oils so yeah. You might have a set that works well for, you know, stimulation that's not having your morning coffee or whatever else. And then certain ones that are amazing for relaxation and they really do put you in an amazing place. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, like in my, I, in when I do my yoga, so I have a separate yoga in my house that I put on, I have sandalwood. And then when I go to bed, I have lavender. And like, I find that smell is, I think of all the senses, I believe smell is like the most, powerful in terms of tri- uh, triggering emotions and when I smell the lavender I'm like cool now it's time to relax and you know it puts me uh, it definitely it makes a massive difference um, it, with, with all of this gear all of these I mean if you were to you know be stocking all these bottles I mean I know they're only small but if you had a lot of them have you thought about a physical shop 
or is it where how far is that away would you say um there has been discussions of it and the way i would do it would be to collaborate with other businesses as well to make it a bit less of a risky venture because obviously getting a shop in london is really quite um it's a big it's a big step and but the thing also is i'd rather do it as a kind of cooperative space because i think everyone helping each other and giving each other it giving the customer a better experience by you know there's coffee there's food there's a yoga studio there's clothing and i think you're doing something better for your customer by providing that as well and providing a space for them to be in rather than just going like this is it i think it's riskier for the business and i think it's a uh, a weaker experience for the customer and yeah I, for me but i'm not sure you know it could become a maybe next year yeah collaborate that makes so much sense because you go to a yoga class and if you see they've got um clothing there you may think oh do you know what those shorts weren't too comfortable and they're they're more likely you're that's when the need is at its highest when you're actually there at yoga or yeah, absolutely. You, you, you're not rushed in some big shopping center you you can have a coffee and sit chat about it and um i, I mean because i like a lot of men i'm sure um don't like shopping but if if the clothing happens to be there in a, and i have other things i can do in that environment i feel i'm more comfortable making a purchase yeah um, for sure yeah um are, are you, you we talked about like your ge- geographical split have you uh how how's ireland for a market for you um i've had in, a few orders from ireland but i wouldn't say any massive interest i think most of it does come from the big cities in the uk like manchester and london um but not much from ireland to be honest would you expect you it <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, yoga's growing here massively. Um, so, yeah, I mean, uh, they've got, and the wellness industry is, is huge. So, um, yeah, I would I would expect it. Um, I'm, it's only a matter of time for it comes, though. Have you have you visited Ireland? I haven't, actually, no. Oh, right, okay. It's crazy. <laughs> Honestly, I've, I've done so much travelling over my life, and I just can't <laughs> believe I've never been to Ireland. It's one of those yeah. classic things, isn't it? Just <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I thought you might have at least been on a stag do or something here and here, like a, a lads weekend. But no, I'm um, a bit no. young for the stag do's, to be honest. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, all right. The, no worries. The, <laughs> they might they're starting to flow in potentially soon, but yeah. <laughs> not yet. They haven't quite kicked off. So, um, yeah, so actually the last thing I wanted to say to you, and this is a bit of a cheesy question, because I was going to say when you're going to visit Dublin. Um, but um, Whenever you invite me. <laughs> fair enough. Um, but yeah, as you said, you are you are quite young um, and you only graduated in 2012. So, and it's just yourself in the business. But the great thing about these days and the internet is all you need is an internet connection and want to do something badly enough. That that's that's what people need to realise. So this is a kind of Oprah Winfrey type question. Um, I've been listening to Super Soul Sundays lately, so I'm feeling a bit inspired. So I wanted to ask you, what advice would you give yourself uh, if you met yourself five years ago? What advice would I give? There'd yeah. be a f- there'd be a few things that I'd say. <laughs> relating to business. <laughs> relating to business. Yeah, I'm glad you I'm glad you st- stuck it in that category. <laughs> but uh, to be honest, I'd just. I'd tell myself to just believe in yourself more. I mean, there's so when you start your own business, I think there's just constantly so much self-doubt and putting yourself down. 
And at the end of the day, there's not really that many, you know, it can't go that badly. And yeah, so I'd just say, just believe in yourself. Like I know that's quite like a stereotypical phrase, but it, yeah, I just think you'd benefit. There's so much time and emotional energy wasted on doubt and lack of confidence and thinking, oh, is this going to work? Like, and feeling down about it and it just gets you, that kind of thinking just doesn't get you anywhere. It doesn't achieve anything. I think the sooner you can brush that off, the better really. No, I think that's, that's massively important. If you, particularly if you're working on your own, you don't have someone else to say, "Go on, go for it," or or t- to give you some feedback. So um, yeah, it's the same with me when I started a podcast. A couple of people asked me why. <laughs> I was, I don't, do you make money from it? I said, "No, I just like doing it." And I think if you do something like that, you really like in a matter of time, value will come your way, and obviously, hopefully, that value comes in financial terms. Um, but um, yeah, again, that sounds very cliche as well, but these things are cliche because they're true. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think it's yeah. the answer to why is why not, isn't it? Yeah. You know, at the yeah. end of the day, I think I never saw this as a, a, like a monetary thing. It's definitely more of a lifestyle thing. And some people, you do get the occasional person that's kind of like, oh, you know, it's yoga, it needs to be pure. Like, why have you got a business around yoga? And I just say, look, I'm having a good time. Like, that's all it is. <laughs> <laughs> and it's fun and it's it's just making the most of what what you can do by yourself yeah yeah absolutely um so jake if people want to know more about you and uh so we flow where would they go so you can check us out on instagram obviously because it's the obviously. best <laughs> at so we flow <laughs> and also our website at so we flow.com and everything's on there all the blog all the products like standard good website yeah yeah it's nice man um well yeah thanks so much for your time really appreciate it no problem it's been a pleasure i hope you enjoyed that told you it went deep talking about eco farms next week i have none other than mr patrick beach yeah on the podcast um i was lucky enough to go to a weekend of his workshops and then spend some time with him after that um we went for lunch and went for dinner and um, yeah, we had a good old chat again. It was done in my car. Um, that's the new. That's the new location now. A remote location doing the podcast in the car. So yeah, Patrick Beach is next. Um, tune in for that again. It will be out Thursdays. Uh, check out my Instagram for updates, or if you're on my newsletter, you can sign up through my website, and then you get the podcast episode sent to you, which is good. As always, if you enjoy please rate hope you have a powerful week a nice weekend and catch up with you next week